Get ready. It's time. Christina, Catherine, Lisa, Amy, and Lauren. Welcome to the Cimarelli Podcast. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm Catherine. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. And, and we're Cimarelli. Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. Woo! This is episode 151 or two? Three. 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 153. Wow. Um, I did not get the right intel, it's, guys. Amy has I it on apologize. her phone. But she won't open I didn't it for some look. reason. Yeah, it's sorry. Right there. Okay, look, we can't all be perfect. <laughs> we anyway, can't all open our phones. Yes, literally. <laughs> our notes um, up. So, yeah, today we're here to discuss something close to my heart, <laughs> aka anxiety. Um, you know, we live, laugh, but we don't love it. And <laughs> this is relationship <laughs> anxiety. So that's even more fun. <laughs> so come along with us as we discuss this topic of anxiety. <laughs> and I try not to get triggered. And then, oh, I will give a disclaimer. Um, I will be hacking up my lungs. Mm. So just don't cry for me, Argentina. I have no clue what's going on. I just have a cough for no reason. So And asthma. <coughs> yeah. Oh. So good luck so to all. Here's a demonstration. <laughs> there was a demonstration. When I talk for extended amount of times, it just, my lungs are like, stop. You could also yeah. just do keywords. So yeah. And we'll interpret what you're saying. And mm. maybe that'll help. That's that's the vibe here, ladies and gents. Good luck to all and to all a Let's good luck. jump in. So we're going to do our new um, format again. Once again, let us know if you like it. We're trying out for a few episodes to see what we think. Where we're going to do um, the five perspectives after the main topic because we want to get to the main topic sooner. So we're going to do highs and lows, then our main topic, then five perspectives, then sister spotlight. Love it. How's that sound? And is this a new vibe? Yes. Yeah. Did new you guys lighting. notice? We have a new purple vibe. Yeah. I don't know what well, it looks like. The I didn't purple look. light pink matches the uh, back looks purple. It's looks pink. purple to my eyes. Yeah, it's pink. It looks green. Magenta? <laughs> Not that yeah, purple. sure. I mean, yeah, it's a more of a purpley pink. Yeah. Yeah, it's giving purple. What do you guys think? Please comment below. I like it. Anyway, let us know what you think of our new look. I haven't actually seen it on camera yet, so I don't know what it, I think. It looks good, trust But I'm me. guessing it's cool. <laughs> I'm taking a wild guess. Okay, so let's go to our highs and lows, ladies. Highs and lows of the week. Oh, I can tell you mine. This is the same thing I said last week. Low. Mental breakdown. Woo! Oh, wow. Mental breakdown over the weekend. Um, what did I say? Oh, um, a combination of factors. I was figuring out, it's like, this is your fuse, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you have children, your fuse is very shortened because it's like your kids are emotional and all these things happen with them. So you give a lot of energy to them. So it's like shortened. And then if you don't sleep well, it's shortened even more. So if you don't sleep, um, you have insomnia, which is what I have right now, or uh, whatever. Sleep deprivation, it's even shorter. And then something else happens. And then something else happens. Like all these little things happen. Your, fu your um, fuse is just like <coughs> non-existent, basically. My fuse is just very short over the weekend. So then it was just like every little thing was throwing me off into, where was I, what would I say? Not doggy paddling in the toilet necessarily, but just the land of rage you into a, a ditch. Siberia. Uh, no. Yeah. I don't into know. the grave, I would say. <laughs> okay. So I was in the grave over the weekend and I had to pull myself out of the grave, which I did. Rip. 
That's I did, good. I have to say. I haven't stayed in the grave for long. Good for you. But I'll, I'm on the edge, so I may go back into the grave. Uh, kind of at that, I figured out this time postpartum for me, six, seven months, eight months around that time, it's the grave. It's, mm. I don't know what's happening at this time. Is it hormones? It's like weird because it's like <clears throat> this is the time when my kids sleep. So mm. why am I in the grave? Mm. Don't know. But I think it might have something to do with hormones and other stuff. So yeah, I'm in the grave. I'm out of the grave. I'm in the grave. I'm out of the grave. But soon enough, around nine-ish, eight months, I should be out. That's interesting to know that about yourself. Yeah. It's happened twice now. Hmm. I thought it was just a Barrett thing, but now I've seen, nope, it happened both times. Mm, Interesting. So that was my low. What was my high? Well, my high was the next day after the weekend, which was Monday, because then it was so good. (laughs) Nick was extra, extra, extra helpful. Ooh, which is great. Aww, we love to see good. it. And it was just a good day because when you get out of the grave, it you feels just appreciate good. life. Yeah, you appreciate <laughs> like, wow, life. I feel that. Yeah, you must have had a really good day because I feel like it was so like rainy and cloudy yesterday. So you oh, like yeah. overcame the weather. Was yeah. it? No, I thought it was And today pretty. it was so pretty. No, yesterday it was ugly. Oh, no, halfway uh, through it got nice. Oh, yeah. Did it? No. Oh. Yeah. So oh, no. High and low. oh, yeah. Okay. I know that was really it long. Was anyway, weird. next, high and low. Um. <laughs> Oh, my low. I'm not going to tell you my real low. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to get into it. We don't. Um, but another low. Besides that. What? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. It's okay. Um, another low was that. Wow. Um, I know. I just ha- was really busy last week and had plans every night and I was a working woman. Then I went out of town and I was just like, I it can't. It was bad. I can't hack it. Like, I can't do all of this. But I ended up doing all of it. And now I actually feel good today. Wow. Can you believe it? I just, like, I feel like I had um, a, uh, I feel like God struck me with lightning (laughs) and was like, (laughs) rise from the grave. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Wow, these grave lows. well, okay, it wasn't in the grave, but I don't know. I just feel like new perspective and like, you know, sometimes when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Mm. Good for you. you know, and you realize, mm. you know, life's a lot bigger mm. than what you were thinking. God is greater than the ups and downs. For sure. Yeah. So actually my high is today because I just feel better. Mm, that's it. good. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah, like different it. perspectives. Um, I feel like my low is pretty obvious. What? Um, it's Today? the fact that I'm hawk- hacking up my lungs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always a low. Here. Amy me. hates anything sickness related more than any anyone. Of us. Okay, but as you can hear, coughs are just so much more dramatic for me. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like tough. painful. Her cough Do you still have it? And I can't like breathe dramatic. as well. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. Um, I don't know what a high is. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so, um, this weekend I was just depressed <clears throat> and laying. So well, it was a rough weekend. Mm. Well, yeah. it wasn't. I was me. fine until this cough came on. Mm. And then that made Then it depressed? made me depressed. <laughs> because the coughing is the worst because I can't like move. I can't speak. I can't like take in yeah, air. Yeah, you can't oh. live free. Oh my God. Like it's yeah. really. Maybe you should get like an inhaler. It's painful. 
Maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe you need yeah. a Shiler. Maybe you should check. Maybe I should, I should talk to check with the doc. That's not really good. Yeah. Doesn't sound right. Right. Yeah, that sounds a little more severe. It was nice though. I did do a, a, a Hallmark marathon, so that was fun. Okay. Wow. Oh, it was good. It wow. was good. That they had fun. some some good things on their movie app. Oh, which do they? Embarrassingly enough, I do pay for because it's worth it. Wow. Wow. Um, oh, it's only like five bucks. How many streaming services do you pay for? I'm just <laughs> I, curious. Uh, not that many, just like three, I think. Hmm. Which I feel like is not that many. I pay for three. I think I pay for three between Nick and I. I think yeah. we pay for two. Two. But we need to collab. We Why do we both? Oh, we pay for anyway. two. We have two. We should do yeah. have a business meeting. Next yeah. person? A streaming business meeting. <laughs> She's like, You're yeah, why do you guys not? I don't know. I don't know either. I was just thinking that for myself. I'm like, why do I not collab with anyone? But isn't Netflix trying to make it so you can't like share <laughs> anymore or something? I know they make it so you can only download onto a certain amount of devices, but that's about it. Oh, that I've okay. Seen. We should collab. Well, they were doing this thing you where should. you have to log in from home once a month or something. You Some home. You're thing. home. Okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. Next. <laughs> no, we should collab. For um, sure. Okay, so my low, it's not that deep. It's just that I had a pinched nerve Morocco. in my neck. Oh, those ain't I, I had get a lot those. of neck the pain. The neck is bad. Wait, for I how long? Um, it kept coming and going. Uh, like I, we have a massage gun, and I would massage it out, and then it felt better, and then the next mm-hmm. day it came back. Oh, I'm I get those sometimes Ooh. when I'm like, at a store trying on clothes and then like you like hit it wrong and I get it right here and then I just massage it really hard and then it goes away usually yeah the massage gun really helps I just I have a lot of like neck tension my muscles my neck are always there I know I want to get one my birthday's coming up I want to get a massage I I actually am going to schedule one oh that's a good idea I only get them when I'm deeply disturbed Last time I got one was no, for same. 24 hours, a pinch nerve, <gasps> not a massage. Oh, I thought you meant not a massage. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I only get a pinch nerve when I am deeply disturbed. The last one was a long time ago oh. when our septic no, system it again. <laughs> broke. <laughs> and I was so stressed out. Oh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think definitely stress is definitely I had to hit. Oh, I remember handling that. that. Yeah, and I had and to harass my, the home warranty anyway. Yeah, um, we had to do high, a lot of harassing. My high was <laughs> the other d- uh, night we had our friends over for dinner, and which was fun. Oh, I meant to ask you how that was. It was good. Um, I think oh, the yeah. it was definitely fun getting to cook. I haven't cooked. I think last time I hosted, one of my friends is always like, you got to host people more. Come on. You love to do that. And I was like, I know, I know. So I finally hosted. You got to host people. So I finally hosted and. You can host me. Okay. You can come over. We'd love okay. to have you. Get your invite <laughs> open. Um, okay, so I'll tell you, you what I made because it was really fun. I made um, mashed potatoes, red Ooh. red potatoes. Oh, kept the skins kept the skin. on. I love it. Yeah, delicious. They were really good. Very simple. Um, I made balsamic Brussels sprouts. Um, those were really good. My friend actually asked for the recipe, so I was very flattered. And then um, I Ooh. also made this new recipe that ended up really good. It was chicken thighs mm. with um, this like sauce that had mushrooms, parmesan, okay. and bacon on the Don't stove. Don't even tell me it was that. A, it was that, amazing. Amazing. that sounds really incredible. Good. It was a deluxe meal, I gotta say. That I'm is not deluxe. trying to brag, but it was really good. So anyway, that was definitely my high, was getting Aww, to cook and having fun. fun. Oh, a new high for me is that Lynn has Mucinex for me. Wow. <laughs> Which means that I don't have to buy it. <laughs> but she has one that has cough right. suppressant. Let's Ooh. jump in, y'all. Hopefully it. that will help. All right. Well, we're going to go into our main topic. Main topic. Our main event. We're going to talk about relationship anxiety. Before Ooh. we start it, I got to tell you guys, if you want to see all of our full episodes, 
you got to join our Patreon where we put every full episode on there. It's only $5 a month. If you want to get all the full episodes, you'll get all the past full episodes we've done as well. So check it out. Try it out. There's also Q&As we do every Monday. And you guys can be a part of Lauren's Take. We ask you for your input on stuff on there a lot. And it's just a really positive community as well. It's a really fun time. It's an awesome place. So check it out. If you love the Super Podcast, you want to support us, that is the uh, one of the best ways to do it. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much to our patrons. Shout out to you guys. So without further ado, let's get into the topic at hand, which is... Relationship anxiety. Relationship anxiety. So, so what was the definition? What is relationship anxiety? Didn't someone look this up? <laughs> did we? <laughs> well, okay. I oh, did. Okay. And it seems like it's not that like um, defined. It's just kind of like anxiety that specifically relates to relationships. Like maybe you don't really have that much anxiety in your daily life, but then when it comes to like dating and relationships, you're like, why am I panicking about everything? And like just being anxious when it like there's nothing wrong and like being obsessive. Like there's a lot of different ways you Mm -hmm. can have relationship anxiety. Yeah. And so I think that Hmm. we could kind of share some of our experiences yeah really quick i think this is a really good definition from healthline i think it's basically what you said just in a very like summed up way relationship anxiety refers to those feelings of worry insecurity and doubt that can pop up in a relationship even if everything is going relatively well i think that's the key is like there's not necessarily a reason to worry but you feel really anxious and worried although i will say sometimes you can trick yourself and have all this anxiety and be like, there's not a reason. And then they're really just causing you a lot of anxiety, but you don't realize. Yeah. yeah. Are they but saying that's a different thing. They seem like it's not a reason between you two. Yeah. Yes. There is a yes. reason, which we're going to talk about. Yes. yes. There yes. is a like, reason. Like, there's nothing wrong with the relationship to make you be like, oh, is this bad? Yeah. Uh, Let's but say you're like, like panicking. Yeah, you're going on a date with like, the guy's like really nice and really like, a good person or like he's your friend like he's someone that you know and you you know trust somewhat let's say it's that's the situation or even just going on a date in but general. you still feel like so overwhelmingly anxious when you're, you're like, like why am i so anxious? and like someone you really like and you're mm-hmm. like this is good so why am i so panicked about yeah. this like it doesn't an make age sense. old question yeah so we all have experience with this Yes, Sometimes it's like anxiety where you're so nervous even about like dating in general that you don't even want to be in a long-term relationship or it's like you're so scared of that or it's more you're in the relationship and you're feeling it all the time or <laughs> here and there, sometimes really intensely, in the relationship. Uh, it's like you can't feel secure even if they're not giving you a reason to not feel secure. Mm-hmm. So let's, guys, we got some interesting stuff. I we I do. can guarantee we have some stuff you've never heard on this before. Oh, I can guarantee. She's giving those guarantees. Okay, so let's start. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. What is ZocDoc, you may wonder. What ZocDoc is, is a very amazing and needed app that helps connect you to doctors that live in your area that are not only close by and local, but also are reviewed by other people. So you Ooh, can check it out that. and see what doctors nearby have good reviews and you're just much more likely to find someone who's actually good that way. So it's an amazing app. Um, it's the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, 
and treat almost every condition under the sun. I love um, that. Yeah. Over the years, we've definitely, you know, need doctors for different things. And it's always kind of a struggle to find one. Well, it's scary. Like, yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? Get on Google or like call someone up? That's so yeah, scary. It's I'm not, not that. Or worse, you start Googling your symptoms and try to be your own doctor. <laughs> Don't do it. And that's not a good solution. So let's just go straight to the source and find a trusted expert who has great reviews that support them so you feel good about your time and money going to this doctor. So if you'd like to check it out, go to ZocDot.com slash Cimarelli and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Cimarelli. ZocDoc.com slash Cimarelli. So I have the spirit of anxiety. I should <laughs> oh, say I love it. have it. But I really had it, especially in the beginning of my relationship with Nick, but uh, but throughout in different ways. But especially in the beginning, it was wild. So I found this book about commitment phobia. And it's interesting because you think, I don't have commitment phobia or whatever you want to say. I don't have it. I'm in a relationship. It wrong oh <laughs> right you're like no i'm committed i don't have it or do you or do let you? me explain <laughs> so there's two ways oh you, you should can... mention the book what it's called first it's called he's scared she's scared isn't that what i said or did i not no. say no. no you didn't say it in my and mind i think I it's I said written it. by i forgot i think there are a couple let me sh- tell you okay it? so I'm it's called he's scared she's scared it is so good i and remember reading it and i was like Shock. it's really eye-opening it is really interesting he's scared she's scared oh stephen carter julia s-o-k-o-l there you go. Um, and it's about commitment phobia, which I think is something that actually most people, I would say, I don't think it's like minority. I think most people deal with this in, to some degree because I think it's rooted in attachment wounds. So not having a secure attachment. Um, we talked about attachment styles a little bit before. Also, um, commitment is just kind of scary. Like making a yes, decision, it's trusting scary. yourself. Well, so, yeah. And we struggle with it in all kinds of things besides relationships like yes. what to order. Like You have to tell yourself, it's not my last meal. I don't know what to True. choose. Or like bigger life decisions, like where am I going to go to college? Like th- those yeah. commitment things, they they bring up a deal, a great deal of anxiety in people. Mm-hmm. And this book talks about how. Okay, so uh, we're actually going to mention more of that in a sec. But um, you can actively or passively be commitment phobic and live Ooh. out your commitment fears. So that's where the trick is. Oh, so you can trick. actively do it where it's like this is a common thing. You or someone to you will pursue really hard. So. You're pursuing someone really hard. They're pursuing you really hard. And then suddenly, as soon as the commitment starts, maybe it's like as soon as it becomes serious or as soon as you hit a certain milestone, like six months or one year or something that just triggers, then whoever's the pursuer wants to run away. They're like, get me out of here, runs yeah, away. Suddenly they find themselves losing interest in Freaking a person out. that they previously were like, totally enamored with they might yeah they might not even realize they're freaking out it might just be like oh suddenly out of nowhere i'm not attracted at all zero attraction i just fell out of love i just suddenly have no interest or i'm suddenly disturbed by this person out of nowhere and it just (laughs) like what's that thing where you like i can't remember the term for it but i remember one of our friends described it as tunnel vision oh yeah suddenly you look at them and you're like it is the ick really you kind of ugly it's the ick it is you're like you you used to look at them and think oh my gosh they're so attractive and then you're like wait they're so ugly and unappealing why why did I not see this before? But you're like something weird. Like their shoes are just 
they're just so weird. <laughs> like I can't get over this, and it and it happens to be when we're hitting six months. I don't or know like I didn't what realize that, that thing it. they do is so annoying. I used to like that, and now it's like really annoying. Too. Yeah. But it's not in what we're talking about. It's not a real deal breaker. It's like I hate how their character is so horrible. It's not yeah. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's like they blink too much. Yeah, it's stuff he's like just that. not funny at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's I just like, don't think our personalities are good. When it's like, wait, are they? But anyway. Continuing. So that's actively, it's obvious. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're running away or this person is running away from commitment. That's kind of obvious. Honestly, yeah. it happens a lot. And like, I feel like everyone kind of has had this experience where someone's like trying to like pursue you. You can feel it. They're like texting you, calling you, like hanging out, blah, blah, blah. And you're kind of like unsure. Mm. And then the second, the second you are like, oh, I actually like them. I'm actually feeling more sure. And then you start reciprocating. They're like pursuing you. Then they just bolt. And you're mm-hmm. so confused. You're like, how did this happen? Yeah. What is you're what? Like, a week ago, you were like blowing up my phone. And now mm-hmm. you're like not now, even reaching out. And it's like literally they feel that you're like interested too. Yes, that's, that's, like a the, big, that's one of the highest levels a, of it, honestly. That's a big part is that they're very comfortable pursuing you when you are not committed. Bro. So you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're like pushing them back. You're not sure about it. Then they're comfortable. It does a number on you. Let because, me tell you that. Because Ugh. being comfortable like running towards someone, they're running away from you. That there's not like a threat of mm-hmm. that commitment, like being face to face right in front of you. You have to be there and connect with this person and commit to them. But when you're like, wait, come back. I really want to connect with you. I want to connect so bad. I'm so sure of us. I'm like, so in this, you know, you're saying that while they're running away. That (coughs) is not the same as actually committing to a person. Yeah. So it's kind of a trick. It is a trick. It's a trick because you're like, I'm so into committing to them. Are you really? Also, we have a song about this. Oh, it's so odd. Christina wrote. Describes it so well. Someone to chase. Someone to chase. It's on our hearts on fire yes. mixtape. Yeah. You're, that, like, that song perfectly sums up the <coughs> pursuer. It's in so this. You know, good. I would also say my song Running does too. Yes. Really? From I which push you away, then I pull you back. She's from the other perspective. The other one of is like from someone. Going back and forth. No, no, no. It, I think it actually captures this of yeah. like running towards and then running away and being unsure as soon as they're sure and da 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like hot and cold relationships. Yeah. That's like a commitment phobic. The last thing. line of the bridge in Someone to Chase is if you're always chasing someone, you're always alone. And I'm like, <sighs> you're so right. And that's the key in the end is they want or you, you you want to be alone because you're scared. It's not like you actually want to be alone, but you, you you're more comfortable you're being more alone. comfortable, yes. Than the threat of someone seeing you for who you are. Yes. And you having to commit and all that stuff. Yeah. So... <laughs> Passively, this one's a real trick. Love oh. this one. Oh, this one is. <laughs> I would say my this hometown. one's more than me and my. my youth. How do you? Pa- how can you passively be a commitment phobe? What does that look like? It's a trick. It's very tricky. So it's like the girl who's sitting there daydreaming about this perfect relationship. She's like, "I'm so ready to commit. If only this like perfect guy would be here." And you know, she meets someone, and he's just like, not quite it. And she meets someone else, not quite it. She keeps finding all these flaws, but she's like, I'm so ready. I am just so ready to commit. I just can't find that right person. Or like, I just don't have these strong feelings, but I'm so comfortable with commitment. And I just can't find that person. Like the other hopeless romantic vibes. Yes. Yeah. And the other like, aspect I want of a this- relationship. I want to be married. I got all these 
Fancies. Yeah, she scans a room. She or he is not just a girl. Yeah, it's and a- they see all these different people, and the ones who are unavailable are the most attractive, but the ones who are available are just kind of kind of ugly, kind of dumb. <laughs> kinda and they, don't, lame. they don't even have to know is the key. They don't know. It's They're just like, a feeling. Why is it that all these guys I like? They always have girlfriends. Like, what is this weird <laughs> or, coincidence? Yeah, they have an addiction or they have something that keeps makes them, like, unavailable. What is this? Like, it's just True. this weird coincidence. Or are keeps- you always, like, some people that are in, like, different circumstances than you where it makes it harder for you to talk? Why do I? Distance. Yeah. 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 Why, do I always, why do I always fall in love with someone who doesn't live near me or who's, like, about to leave or something or like that? Or they're a missionary and they're on a dating fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that, that I've ever you. experienced that. <laughs> that will get you you think these are coincidences but i have learned there's no such thing as coincidence well especially if it keeps happening then it's a pattern yeah because yeah okay but but you think how could it be a pattern i didn't even know he was an addict i didn't even know he was in a relationship there are so many things we pick up like subconsciously yeah just from seeing someone like feeling a vibe we know we can feel when someone is not available, but yep. that doesn't make us. It's not like a conscious thing. It's hard to explain, but trust yeah. me, it is a real thing. Look at your patterns and you'll see if there are some patterns. So even though you might be saying, I didn't know he was married, whatever you want to say, I didn't know the last 10 guys I liked were married. How has this happened? Okay. Just because you didn't know doesn't mean you didn't know he was unavailable subconsciously from his yeah. vibe, okay? True. I know that sounds weird, but it's a real Once thing. you like can pinpoint it, it's a little bit of an esoteric concept, but if you look at your bad patterning, if you have it, you know, um, you can find these conjunctions and these like vibes that they all have. It's kind of the vibe to me, it feels like they're like behind a glass wall. And you're like, you can't quite see the wall, but something is there. Something is like. You can't quite reach it. Yeah. Mm. It's like something is there, but you don't know what. It's not a concrete wall because you can still see them, but it's like, hmm. Why is it not getting through? So I wanted to mention those first because I think oftentimes people think, um, they don't have any issues with commitment. They just can't find the right person yeah. for some reason. Um, and this is something that could change your life if you start to realize, wait a minute, maybe I do have some deep issues with commitment. And then you can actually heal and then yeah. commit to someone. So we love it. Yeah, I just, I'm thinking of the book. It's like, I think there's like a girl who's like, or maybe it's a different book where they're just like, oh, I'm just in love with this guy who's married, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and what, if he would just get divorced, then I could finally have like my happy no. ever after. Mm-mm. I'm so ready to commit. But then there's, if it's this book or another one, and then it's like they do end up breaking up, but then they don't even end up committing to them. It doesn't even happen. That's oftentimes a situation that will happen in these things because, or it's like the person will break up and then you're not attracted to them anymore. Oh, and you're yeah. like, wait, why am I not attracted to them anymore? This doesn't make sense. No. I've been waiting for this. Okay, so let's move on. And I think it just bears um, repeating that we kind of touched on this a little bit, but the core of commitment phobia is fear of intimacy. Like fear mm-hmm. of really showing someone like who you are and them 
like rejecting you, you. Yeah. Getting rejected. Like something happened. This is sort of the thought behind it is like you had these early childhood experiences, whether it was your own childhood, maybe you were bullied, maybe your parents got divorced or your parents had a really tumultuous marriage, or you just, maybe you opened up to someone and you got like really, really burned. But there's always a core reason of why a person, which is usually very founded. There's like a wounded child inside of them. That's like, I tried to open up or I saw other people opening up and they got hurt. I don't want to get hurt. So I'm going to keep myself safe and keep myself alone because that feels safer than showing myself. It's actually really sad at the core of it. Like we're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be close to other people and connected and in relationship. And yes, relationships are hard and they have risks, but like it's worth it to like Anyway, I'm just that that's the core of commitment phobia. And I think it's good to just like ask yourself, like, oh, am I like, do I have some of these patterns? Like it can really help yeah. you just be more self-aware of your behavior. And also, I think they should oh, sorry. I think they should know that also their parents don't have just have to be divorced for this to happen. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, your parents could also have just not really um emotionally connected with you. Mm-hmm. Something as it might not seem that dramatic, but Things like this can happen. It's called like emotional neglect, for instance. Things like that can happen and that can totally cause it for you. The fear of abandonment, rejection, being close with someone, being seen, all that stuff. Um, Yeah, it can come from all sorts of things with your parents still being married. Just so you know, if you're like, oh, that didn't happen to me, so that doesn't apply. Just so you know. I was going to say it's kind of a scale, too, of like you don't have to be – far on the end of never settle down anywhere yes. to have like a general just like kind of fear and it doesn't have to be the biggest fear ever mm-hmm. yeah. if you're like oh I'm feeling a twinge I can't be that scared oh it's we like, should yeah. we should mention the lifestyle factors that Kath was um, pointing or pointing at what's the word I'm looking for talking mentioning earlier which is um, things that would also be scary to commit to that also show you your commitment phobia in your life which yeah. would be committing to like she said um, which school to go to even like what meal to eat where to live um one guy we met before in la who had some major commitment issues we went to his house we were working oh yeah on a project with him and he had only bought like one what was it like he had like he one, had like plate, one plate, plate and then like oh, a couple that's forks so interesting his life that's was set so up psychological because you're like i don't even have another plate for another person it was i wild. don't want anyone to come over like his, yeah his house was set up for like one person didn't have like a lot of furniture he didn't like he didn't ever settle into the space because it's like he didn't want to commit to it you always are looking for like what if there's something better out there what if there are other options you never want to be like this is what i'm choosing and i'm gonna i have to say no to the other options yeah i think dating apps make this so much worse too really because it makes people feel like there's endless options and oh there's always something better i don't want to settle because what if i'm missing out on the better person it's like yeah that really does not work out well in the long run also committing to plans Yes. Is a big one that oh, is a big telltale yeah. sign. Because it doesn't seem that dramatic. But like I used to have it where I'd commit to a plan and then just say, I think I'm doing this when I oh knew I was gosh, doing it. Oh my gosh, that's so annoying. Yeah. Like you think or you're coming. Which yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Oh, and we were talking about this too, like when we were talking about this topic, but like it's also, I think, really linked to like you don't trust yourself to make decisions. It's like this very indecisive thing of like you don't know what to order at the restaurant. Like it's these small, it's small decisions where you're like, well, I'm really afraid. You're like paralyzed. Like I'm afraid to like choose the wrong thing. You don't trust that you're smart enough to choose the right thing. And if yeah. you don't choose it, you can figure it out and work work around it. But that's also something really good to reflect on. Like. 
do I not trust myself? Like, and maybe I do make good decisions. Like maybe I need to rethink yeah. that lack of trust in myself. Yeah. So what, um, in your experience, what have you done to heal from, move on from oh. um, these wounds and issues <clears throat> and yeah, move forward with your life and actually be close to people. It doesn't have to be romantically. It can be hard to commit to friends, like we said, plans. Yeah, it can. Just to be close with people and to be around them because it's, for me, especially the, um, or is this, is this for everyone or is it specifically, uh, is it, I don't know how much this varies for different people, but for me specifically, it's like abandonment. Mm. Do not want to be abandoned. Yeah. So it's like if I don't get close, I don't have to feel the crushing pain of abandonment, mm. yeah, which is the worst thing in the world, being well, alone, being abandoned. Here's some like very practical advice is start becoming aware of yourself feeling afraid of commitment and commit to small things. So like, yes. I remember reading something about like people that struggle with commitment phobia, they don't like to unpack. <laughs> like they just keep uh, things packed because they're like, well, what if I move somewhere else? They're like, what if, what it's if? like, no, just unpack your things. Maybe you will move eventually, but like you're where you are right now. So settle into that space and like make yourself at home and be like, plant your roots somewhere. Even if it is temporary, just commit to it for now. Commit to choosing something on the menu and try not to overthink it and be like, well, what if I chose the wrong thing? Like, yeah. just try to order something and then like, you'll learn from it. And my mom always said, it's not your last meal. Mm. And that always helps me. I'm like, okay, it's not my last meal. Just choose something. I've said that yeah. so many times. It's so weird that I would panic so many times going to order something like, but what if there was a better choice? It's all of it is the, what if there was a better choice? Or what if yeah. there's something better? Like, what? Yeah, and it's funny because like sometimes you order and you're like, well, that was a fail. And this other person's meal looks so much better than mine. It's yeah. okay. And then but you're like, like, well, that's really not a big deal. I'll just order that other thing next time I come here. Yeah, yeah just enjoy feel, the conversation. Why does it feel so dramatic? And another thing is committing to plans. Yes, like, commit to your just plans. committing to like, okay, your friend wants to hang out a week from now. Ahead and you might be time. like, well, what if I don't feel good? What if I'm sick? You know, you can always cancel. You, you can, can always cancel. And just try your best to commit ahead of time. Put it on your calendar. Show up for it. Like... Make the time and just follow through with the commitment. That's really yeah. helpful. I feel like my experience is kind of different than like you guys with my relationship anxiety because I didn't really have a problem like committing to plans, like unpacking that kind of thing. Like I'm not really like, what are the other options person? I'm like, well, <laughs> just live with what you got. Um, just live with what you got. But for well, me, like my experience was just like, so much terror with romantic relationships specifically like I didn't have as much of an issue with friends and stuff like mm -hmm. I kind of it was just like I really felt like for so long I'm never going to be able to be in a committed relationship and be happy in it because it's just so like agonizing like just going mm -hmm. on a first date like I was going to like throw up the whole day before mm -hmm. any day it didn't even matter like if I knew the guy more well or if it was him, I didn't really know. It was just like panic, panic, panic. Like yeah. every dating scenario was just filled with panic from the get-go. Like it wasn't like, oh, like, I don't know. Just it wasn't like when it gets real. Like it was real. Yeah, I don't relate to that. If we just spoke, like it was so okay. scary. And what I realized was mm. it wasn't so much like the commitment thing in the way you guys are talking yeah. about. Like it was this fear of men. Ooh, yeah. And oh, this, like, don't wow, I know like, it. I have, like, 
these this like belief in my mind of like men are evil mm. men are going to hurt me like oh, i can't trust a man they're not going to take care of me okay. plus i don't know how to stand up for myself i don't know how to be okay. in touch with myself mm. i don't know what my needs are so i'm like okay i'm mm. in this situation with a person who's unsafe already just because they're a man and then i can't like, even if they were, like, a safe man, it's still unsafe for me because I don't even know how to say what I need or what I want. So either way, even if it's the best guy ever, I still can't, like, speak up. I can't say mm. no. Like, I could still be that taken advantage of by someone who yes. wasn't even trying to because yes. I can't, like, disappoint someone or say no or this or that. So it was yeah. just, like, I can't do a relationship because, like, I am not like enough of a person to like even take care of myself yeah. even if someone else is great so is yeah, yours I feel that rooted especially at least that part especially rooted in like i am unsafe men are unsafe i am helpless i'm yeah, powerless and i'm trapped i didn't want to be I'm... trapped in something where it's like i'm just going to be controlled and no, criticized and okay. i can't speak up i can't do anything and it's mm -hmm. like i didn't realize that consciously that that's what was happening oh, for a okay. long time and i was just like i don't know i'm just panicking i'm gonna throw up and i just can't do that yeah. but like in okay, my many years of therapy i uh, love realized therapy. oh it's all of these fears and the fact that i can't trust myself so mm. how could i feel safe with someone mm -hmm. when i don't even True. take care of myself i'm gonna throw myself to the sharks because mm. i don't know how not to so it doesn't matter mm. if they throw me the sharks or not. i'm already going to so are those probably the the, some of the most common I could think of would be I am terrified to be abandoned and alone. That's like probably my biggest fear. And then rejection, another big one. And then so abandon, abandonment, rejection, um, unsafe, helpless, trapped, powerless. Oh, I have another one yeah. too to add to that. Mine was um, I'm not good enough. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I can kind of illustrate that a little bit. Like, Which goes along with rejection, right? Would you say? Yes, rejection. Yeah, but it's Oof. like I, for, for years mm. and years, I remember yes, being good. very, and this goes back to my OCD, like I was very obsessive about dates. Like I would think about it for like <laughs> however long beforehand, which it wasn't good if it was like planned two weeks in advance because my mind would just go crazy. <laughs> but like, I would like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to say? How's my hair look? I would like try really hard to like yeah. be perfect. And Ooh. I remember feeling so anxious of like, I was so afraid that like I was going to say something wrong or mess it up or like <laughs> ruin the date that I literally couldn't eat all day and I would feel really nauseous and like I just almost never ate on dates like I would just take a bite to look normal but I literally Same. was like I can't eat and I remember this very clear uh, shift like when I met my husband I remember the thing that really surprised me was the closer I got to him in dating this was the first time I'd ever really open up to a man like I'd opened up a little bit but like every every relationship was only like two or three months like mm -hmm. i would be on these really short relationships over and over again and i would just always like cut it off before it got too close or they would cut it off because they were commitment phobic probably and i remember when i actually started like going deeper with my husband he was a really safe person i was also really afraid of just like men being unsafe and feeling like i couldn't be myself and i remember what surprised me was that i would always write poems to kind of process through relationships and what I found when I actually started opening up to him was this immense like inner darkness. It was like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a broken person and that 
if anyone really knew me, they wouldn't mm. want to be with me. Mm. And I remember like writing these really dark poems mm. of like, we're holding hands, but like underneath the table, there's like a black heart of like me. Like, I'm like, mm. where's this coming from? Like, Is it I am bad also in there or just I'm not maybe, good enough? Yeah, it's like, maybe, maybe I'm bad. I don't know. It's like, I if you really like I'm knew, unlovable. Yeah, it's like, if yeah. you know what I've, if you would have known what I've been through, if you if you knew the real me, like, you know, I, and I think a lot of his like mental health struggles of like anxiety mm-hmm. and OCD, like you feel like damaged. Like mm, I'm not yeah. a healthy person, or like I'm not good enough in my yeah. eating disorder like, too. I don't yeah, put you through this too. Yeah, like I had. A, I mean, I still struggle with mental health stuff, but I definitely have healed a lot since then. But I feel like I still have a lot of healing to do. But it was just this like this darkness that was like, and I'd never accessed that before. And I remember wanting to run and wanting to leave after a few months because of how painful it was to mm. face that part of myself. But as I shared that with my husband, he was really like, really gentle, really kind, really receptive. Mm, And that that. was very healing for me Mm -hmm. to be like, I can show someone my darkness. There's actually in the Bible, I think it's in Romans. It's like, I love that quote. It's like, I loved you at your darkest. Mm. Oh, I gotta look that up. Oh, that gives me chills. But yeah, I, I was like so afraid of being loved if I was being not loved if I was imperfect. Thanks for listening to the Cimarelli podcast. To hear the rest of this episode, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cimarelli, where we post every episode in full. You can also watch all of our past seasons and Patreon-only episodes when you become a patron. You've been listening to the Cimarelli podcast. Follow Cimarelli on Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. You can also find Cimarelli on Facebook and Instagram. 